Hello and welcome to Brand New Me with Shate. I'm your host, Shate Thompson. So excited to be here with you today. Hey there, I am welcoming my cousin Shireen has, as she has come in for Girl Chat. I'm so I'm excited. excited. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Shireen. Hi. Hey, welcome. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, girl. So mm-hmm. we are just, I mean, we naturally have girl chats on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be really nice just to bring it in to be able to have listeners chime in because everything that we talk about they go through as well right exactly (laughs) very true (laughs) yes so let's talk about traveling solo Mm -hmm. traveling solo so many times Mm -hmm. we're seeing on social media like I even follow a few groups right that talks about traveling solo Mm -hmm. like stepping out there and being able to do this right and the intimidation of it yeah so let me ask yeah before you keep going I actually have a question right when you talk about traveling solo do you mean like literally like you are the only person on this trip or solo meaning you know I'm gonna join one of these groups and I don't know anyone there but who knows what can happen oh I think they both fit right Like I know personally, I have taken solo trips. Like there's no one else that I even know is going to be at this hotel or at this Mm -hmm. venue. And I got on the plane and I said, I'm doing this. Wow. And it's been amazing trips. I've loved every single one. Right. And it's definitely going to do more of. Yeah. And we talked about that too, because I have, I toyed with the idea of taking a solo trip. Mm-hmm. I am terrified of taking a solo trip at the same time. Yeah, I'm always like, and you know, honestly, because um, we're family. So I, I do think that we were raised with a lot of fear. Mm, okay. Often unfounded, right? Mm-hmm. But also understandable because at the end of the day, our parents just want what's best for us. Right. But, you know, you see those memes about Jamaican moms, like I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should do this. And I, I do have that in me. Like every time I'm like, should I really be doing this by myself? Is it safe? Mm. So that's more of the fear that I have. Um, okay. With going solo, like something happening and then me being alone and like in this place where I don't know anybody. Okay. Um, so, you know, I went to Napa a few weeks ago. Nice. Yes. It was, yeah, it was amazing. It was like a beautiful place to be. And mm-hmm. as I was there, I thought this would actually be a place where I could take a solo trip. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I, I went to Napa as well with, with mm-hmm. my girl, Alexis, like we, mm-hmm. and Corette took us to black owned vineyards. We, we got to go to that, the, the, the Housley. That's amazing. Um, sitting room. It was beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. I actually yeah. have, um, subscribed to her wine. So every quarter, really, I, I love it. Oh my goodness. It's really nice. I need to look into that. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. So that's something that one, I, I, that was the first time I felt like, okay, if I was here by myself, I wouldn't feel like unsafe fully I mean I always be cautious mm-hmm. but I, I felt like I could actually come and just enjoy myself and like work on my personal things that mm-hmm. I need to work on and just be just away for a little bit the drive is beautiful the scenery is beautiful just in that area um it's a cute little town that closes mm-hmm. early 
<laughs> I was surprised about that, but it's just like adorable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm still, I think I'm like getting closer to my solo trip journey. Okay. Um, I also know I do feel comfortable traveling solo and I know not everybody does. Okay. So right? when you say traveling solo, is it knowing that you're going to meet a group of folk, but, but you yeah. are getting on the plane, going through, mm-hmm. say, like doing everything. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I've come to realize I don't like love traveling with people outside of like having someone to watch my bag when I yes, need to yes. go to the restroom or something. I enjoy that quiet time mm-hmm. <laughs> to myself. Mm-hmm. And I said that to someone recently and they're like, you're insane. I'm like, why? Because why? I don't, I don't that, know. That, that makes absolute sense to me, but probably because I've been single for, oh my goodness, I've been divorced yeah. since 2014. So what? I'm single for a very long time now. And wow. Okay. A lot of traveling, you know that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so for it makes sure. absolute sense to me to mm-hmm. go through all of these things mm-hmm. by myself. And I don't even second guess it. Well, I mean, I, that makes sense. And I think a lot of people don't realize how uncomfortable they feel. Yeah. I think being by yourself is intimidating. Oh, you know, I actually, I had a conversation with some, some friends, um, Mm -hmm. from work, but we're like closer than work friends, you know, so I was with them over the weekend and we were talking about some things. And one of the things that came up is I'm three out of four of us were saying are single. Mm -hmm. And the one that was married is saying, um, she got married later in life. and, And she basically said, you know, once you get ready to settle down with somebody you have you're gonna have to learn how to compromise yes because you're so used to your independence Mm -hmm. you're so used to doing things alone and um honestly even the way going back to the way that we were raised like our parents got married very early they did and companionship is really big in our family Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. having a person and so so I don't think that people learned in our circle right Mm -hmm. I don't think people always learn to like do things solo. I think it takes, right. it, well, it's hard. about that one. Cause me personally, I love being by myself. I, yeah. I oh my goodness, I value that. Like when I'm back yeah. into a relationship, that's mm-hmm. important that I still have some me time. Mm-hmm. Right. But even my mother, she enjoys time by herself. Okay. You're right. I'm eating crow. <laughs> she does. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves to eat alone, which yes, I always find so impressive. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm very impressed by like how she'll go to the movies by herself or so maybe for me it's the introvert in me versus like the culture of, of, the culture of and extra- yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think it's probably a, a mixture of both right because definitely mm-hmm. with the traveling I know that my mother has said oh are you sure you want to go by yourself <laughs> <laughs> and oh my goodness it's scary you're not scared, scared. Yeah. And I'm like no I'm good you know <laughs> so uh-huh. I would kind of pacify her by mm-hmm. you know plus it's just how I was raised and because I'm mm-hmm. single I don't do a check-in per se with anyone else so I do call her and make sure that she knows that I'm I'm good you know, I'm and, bad with that. And she values that, like, and I'm not calling her every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do just call her so she hears my voice and she can yeah. see that I am a okay and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but I yeah. went, I took a solo trip to Jamaica, and you did. Oh, I, I need details. I, I, I was a tourist. 
I stayed at an all-inclusive hotel. I met people, like it was a a group of ladies that were there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I kind of linked up with them when I did my excursion. So Mm -hmm. I, I I went zip lining. And since I was by myself and we had to go across some like in a, a little cart type thing in yeah. the air. So you had to go across. So I couldn't sit in there by myself. So yeah. they, they brought me into their group mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. chatting with them, laughing with them. It was really nice. You Do you know? still keep in touch with them? Oh no. We didn't <laughs> numbers or anything. <laughs> it was in that moment we hung mm-hmm. out. We were mm-hmm. good right? Mm-hmm. I took a cruise by myself. That was beautiful. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how did so, I not know that one? Yes. I ma'am. knew about Jamaica, but I didn't know mm-hmm. that one. Okay. Yeah, I took a cruise. I think it was a, was it a five day or seven day? I think it was a five day. Mm-hmm. Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see what I love about traveling alone is the fact that everything is happening on my own time. I'm not mm-hmm. going to compromise mm-hmm. what I'm going to do with yep. other people you know, and then I bring my journal. I like to have some like nice woosah meditative mm-hmm. type time. Mm-hmm. I always spend time with God. So like I do some type of worship type thing or listening to right. music or listening to sermons and kind of like just reflecting. And mm-hmm. then it's almost like it's a semi-business trip because then I spend time thinking about like reflecting on where I am in my life, where I want to be, right? To get there. So it's really nice, independent, refreshing growing time right of course I go out and I I eat I'm a foodie I want to eat you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I want to see the culture I love museums I love like doing adventure type stuff so I do that right Mm -hmm. so you know it's funny that you said that because with this new journey I feel like I'm on in my life right now Mm -hmm. where I'm seeking more um, financial independence. I'm looking more at like my my purpose in life and mm-hmm. what am I doing on a day-to-day basis that's really feeding into my purpose and mm-hmm. kind of establishing myself as an entrepreneur Love and it. a businesswoman. Yeah. So kind of going back to that moment in Napa when I said, I could come here by myself. That was part of what I thought. Like mm-hmm. it would be great for me to just like come and just plan out some things that I'm working on mm-hmm. and have this solo time to just reflect without any noise and you know, anybody being concerned about anyone else's timeline and, mm-hmm. and activity lists and stuff. Yeah. So I do I can definitely see that. And I mean, you've been in this space for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see how like much that can feed into you yeah, as yeah. as a business even. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a good chance, man, because you're spending yeah. business stuff. It so. is, it is. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, right. mm-hmm. so before yeah. we end, I'll put in there having your travel folk too, right? Like a little mm-hmm. along with traveling solo, maybe having your traveling partner, like Alexis, she's my traveling partner, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we go like every year for our birthdays, we we plan out where we're gonna go. Mm-hmm. We're always doing adventures. We go hiking together. We go to museums. We, I, I love this it. is the person that we are so in sync that I'm okay with she doing something that I want to do and me doing something that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And we give each other space to just be, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's awesome having that person like for myself and she's married right. for like 25 or so years, you know, mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. husband actually says 
aren't you taking a trip with Tay this year? <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> so it's something that it's a part of us and he supports it, which is really mm-hmm. nice. So having my travel partner mm-hmm. is also a blessing. It's for me, that would be um, Aisha and Travis. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I feel like at least once a week, we're like, we should go here. We should do this. We've definitely got our next trip planned out already. Oh, so right. yeah. Um, so it's really great to just have those people, that core group. Mm-hmm. And then we'll even make it an effort to like visit each other. Oh, good. so this year or last year, 2021, I, you know, we went to DC to see Travis. He took mm-hmm. us around. We went to Detroit to see Isha. Good she stuff. took us around. Yes. We came or they came here. I took them around Orlando. So it's really great to have like that core group where mm-hmm. you get along, you know, like how each other thinks and you can still give that space. It's like the most beautiful thing. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And then having, yeah. when you are able to travel to different places, that, that makes traveling easier too, right? Because I yeah. to see friends Mm-hmm. And that kind of cut costs in some ways because I'm That's not true. having to think about where am I going to stay because I'm staying with a trusted individual mm-hmm. that space for me. Like I went to go see Cavell, you know, and her and her yeah. husband, it was at yeah. home for me. They they basically treated me like I was at a hotel, you know, like they knew that I just needed some Wusa time. Yeah. Gave me like space and mm-hmm. it, it was like turned down treatment, mm-hmm. you know. They and then you know what? A finger. It's beautiful. And when you're the host for a trip like that, it also yes. gives you the chance to explore your city in a way mm-hmm. that you wouldn't typically. I know. Right? Yeah. So it's a win-win. It's, it's great. It great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nice. Yeah. I truly enjoyed this chat with you. Me too. I knew we would. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, Miss Entrepreneur, I am going to put some links in so folks know how to connect with you, you and they can get Thank your you. product. So because... Mm-hmm. We are who we are. I'm going to give you a quick minute to just share with the folk a little bit about your product line. And Absolutely. there we'll close out. Thank you. So I have a company called Body by Share. We, we've specialized in body care products. Mm-hmm. Right now we're doing sugar scrubs and, and salt scrubs, but in the future we're looking at expanding to body butters and oils. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about what's coming. Oh, and it's yeah. funny because um, I was working with my business coach this week mm-hmm. on my vision and my Be mission. So I, yes, Oh my gosh. So stretched. It's mm-hmm. like the best thing. And also very like, it's like holding up a mirror to yourself. Like, remember this yes. is what you committed to and it. I love it. Okay. Um, so uh, vision and mission still pending, meaning mm-hmm. like there are a lot of things I'm, I'm kind of working through as far as phrasing goes right now, but ultimately mm-hmm. my goal is to be a space for, um, the black community and, really promote black luxury yeah. and I'm, I'm excited about how I'm going to continue to develop that I oh, found this on the web oh and seriously yeah. <laughs> one of our cousins is doing the black luxury is it Paige or Sydney I think it's Paige is it so she yeah it's it's Paige and yeah. she's looking at like different luxury brands and she does yeah. reviews on YouTube and I've watched some of them it's really cool to mm-hmm. like I, I'm very much into luxury Um, But I'm also looking at promoting more Black brands that are luxurious, right? Like Brandon Blackwood has these luxury purses that people don't necessarily know about all the time. And, you know, we spend so much money in, right? 
we put so much money in the black community we need to or we as blacks spend so much money mm-hmm. the black dollar stays in our community for six hours oh no six hours versus I think the Jewish dollar is like 24 days yeah we have to do better we have okay to do better. well ma'am I'm so, gonna bring you back on for another yeah. girl chat I would love yeah, to talk thanks. a little bit about our entrepreneurial journey right yeah that'd be a great idea nice nice chat so it was Mm -hmm. nice chatting with you for girl chat thank you chat with you again ma'am you take care sounds good bye today's topic is really about learning how to rediscover and redefine yourself after you've gone through the breakup, right? After you've been in a relationship and you are now no longer in it. And it doesn't matter what stage you're at, beginning, middle, lifelong, but there's certain things about you that you're trying to figure out, you're trying to make better, you're, you're, trying to just continue growing in different parts of your life. So the guest that I brought in today, she is a living example of the way that she has taken her experiences in life. And then she designed a whole new way to live healthier. So I'm excited to have my guest, Jasmine Bailey. Jasmine, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Happy to have you. I'm looking forward to our chat. So just telling everyone a little bit about you, Jasmine Bailey is a healthy life designer who inspires people to courageously take their lives a notch higher and live healthy by design. Ms. Bailey encourages and influences individuals and leaders to become healthy life architects of their life. This is done by creating and cultivating spaces and environments where healthy relationship skills are learned, developed, practiced, and then from there, it's thriving. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Good stuff. So before we even dive in, my first question to you is what encouraged you to take this journey to develop a healthier lifestyle? For sure, most definitely. Well, I looked at this from six years ago. Mm-hmm. My sister actually sent me an audiobook. And the book I will always reference when people ask me about this journey is Emotional Healthy Spirituality. Okay. I have questions. It's by Peter Scazzaro. I had questions personally about how things worked in life and relationships. And you know how you see things going and then what I was living, and then the gap in between. And there was a lot that I just could not put together for myself. When my sister gave me the audiobook, it was so, it was like ground shaking because it was uh, a pastor, a former pastor's uh, recollection of things that happened with him and his family and his wife through their journey of becoming emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. And had never heard anyone talk with such vulnerability and such truth and such transparency on how literally as I think he was 53, maybe 54. Okay. And he said he was an emotional infant in the way mm-hmm. that he led a church and he was a leader, 
but there were things in his life and his family of origin that left him unprepared to live a healthy life. Mm -hmm. And for me, that started the journey because it was almost like someone else saying the truth of what I was feeling like, I know I'm doing a lot. I know I've been given a lot um, of leadership skills and different things that people applaud me for, but I was just lost in the way that I connected with people, my family, friends, and even at work. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about breakups, I, I really think about, sometimes we think of only the romantic relationships, but it was like that period of my life, 2016 and 17, my relationships all together were starting to fall apart with what I knew. Right. So what really helped me see that we have to look back in order to go forward and then to move forward I'm a believer, even as believers, we have to have more than just the church talk. We have to have skills to help us develop and look at things in a way that says this works, this doesn't work and be realistic. So that's really what started me on the journey, realizing that, oh no, this isn't working. So I need to do something different. And that's really started me on the journey. Beautiful, beautiful. So you really saw for yourself, well, first you read this book and it was eye-opening to say, well, wait a minute now, I am not emotionally capable of, like, I'm able to lead, I'm able to thrive in so many, or feel like I'm thriving in so many areas of my life. But (laughs) when you really sit down and think about the, your emotional capacity of connecting that, that was where the gap was perfectly said yes that's exactly it Mm. the part of the journey that made it so real to me is that people or I could pray speak in tongues lead and still be irritable inside Mm. short inside still have that place where I'm not able to connect with others because I'm on the go on the go and I saw myself that way it's like treating people as if they were projects, not meaning to, but just focused on the goal, the thing, right? Overlooking that there's a person behind or within that, that scope or within that part of um, whatever we are doing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So then what does a healthy relationship with yourself look like? And why is having that part important? Oh yeah. So a healthy relationship with yourself, it really starts with Mm self-awareness, really understanding who I am, understanding my feelings. Let's say it this way, being in touch with Mm -hmm. my feelings and my emotions, not just understanding them from the headspace, understanding them from a place where I can process, why am I irritated? and not projecting my irritation on somebody else. Like, oh, what you're saying, I'm irritated because of this scenario that has not been resolved. So having a healthy relationship with myself, I can be quiet now when you're talking and then I can process myself within myself and not project. And I think I call it emotionally vomiting because I think that's what people have done for so long. And then honestly, it's been normalized as, well, that's just who they are. So I believe having it um, start with me 
with a person individually. And then the one part that I've heard and I've picked up throughout the years is that it's just not self-awareness. It's acting and adjusting with what I find out because I can be self-aware and again, use the same connotation to say that's who I am. It's like, okay, with being aware that I am irritable and I lash out at people, that's self-awareness, which is great. And Mm -hmm. knowing that, now level up second turn up the knob what are you going to do jasmine to acknowledge um that you need to be quiet you need to walk away what are you going to do to not do that and be aware of how people talk about emotional intelligence and what i've gotten through my journey it's not simply the intelligence piece it's more the maturity piece because i can be intelligent and know what to say and what not to do but mature and maturing has helped me to see, and I believe this is where it starts with the individual, that I know I can say this, but playing the, the movie three scenes ahead, maturing is saying like, if I say this now, I can be damaging two years from now right. and like reconciling that difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And from something that you, you said in the beginning, I want to just piggyback on that because you mentioned how, because you're able to look internally and say, okay, how is what they're saying kind of like impacting me and what am I feeling? That brings me to the thought of making sure that we're pausing. So we're not reacting, but we can respond. And how we're able to respond is by taking note of how is it impacting us? How are we feeling? and adjusting or taking note of what we need. So now we're not gonna just lash out, vomit thoughts and feelings, yeah. and but we're gonna be able to respond accordingly, taking notes into what the other person needs, what they might actually mean, how it impacts us, what we need to gain from this interaction or you know all of that, but everything taken in, into consideration that is maturity. That you said the word too, that I heard respond, respond, mm-hmm. react, completely different um, actions. And exactly. So responding, yes. Maturing is to respond versus react. Like somebody mm-hmm. hits my knee and I just react. Somebody mm-hmm. hits my knee and I'm like, oh, if I kick out right now, let me watch who I'm about to kick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a difference. There is, there is. And you mentioned earlier about, okay, we, we can be believers, we can go to church, we can have this relationship with God. Um, however, there's other things that we need to do to be able to have healthy relationships. So what are some of those other things that, that we can do? Like, how do we build those skills? I'm going to say something that is taboo in, well, I believe, some churches, um, sometimes in different communities. Um, there is a term, and I'm actually in this course, it's called Jesus and Therapy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so talking about that, that's one thing that I've journeyed through as well, um, getting therapy. Mm-hmm. Taking time to pause and to present um, your thoughts, your feelings to a, a, another party to be able to process things that 
I've heard a friend of mine, he told me this, like when you have a good, he felt like if you had a good set of friendships or friends, that's kind of your therapy. And I kind of felt bad because I was just like, well, yeah, that's true. Like if you don't have that dynamic, you're missing out on something. So your friends should be able to help you through. But as I started going further in my journey, I realized that that's not my friend's responsibility mm-hmm. to help me through processing things that they are not really trained or may right. not be trained to. That's putting mm-hmm. burden, burdens and burdens on my proof. Like that's exactly. too burdensome for them. So um, I think that's a practical way, but I'm going to go back to something that I learned through the, the book, which was mm-hmm. helpful. And I did it in therapy uh, before I read the book and it just brought it together. Hmm. Autogenogram, you probably already know about it. People need to see not just our surface level. This is how I interact one-on-one today in 21st century, but look back uh, generations to see what the patterns are in our families, Mm -hmm. to see how we interacted generationally, to see what we know and what we don't know, because that like as believers, that's what really helped me with Pete Scazzaro is that he said our family of origins, this is what he says, the term I love, Jesus is in our hearts, but grandpa is in our bones. Mm. Meaning, yes, we love Jesus, but the way that we always um, deal with conflict is that we avoid or mm. we shout or we do X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. then people from all of our inner um individual backgrounds we're all collectively coming together or even right. if it's people five so we're clashing with things that we haven't addressed in ourselves and then we don't understand how we're addressing or interacting with other people so right. I would say definitely therapy um it can be individual and group I personally think individual and group is great because I'm actually still looking for a healthy relationship group. That's kind of how I started getting down this path too, because Mm -hmm. I read Dr. Cloud's book to say that look for a group where you can, if you're single and people who have broken up with or, or in breakups or have experienced a breakup, okay, how do you learn those dynamics in a healthy way Mm -hmm. within a healthy dynamic or surrounding or environment? So that's what's creating the environment and space. Um, definitely individual group therapy, but to really um, that level of vulnerability with yourself. Because again, I will speak from a believer's perspective. The Holy Spirit will not push and pry where I'm saying no. You know, so Mm -hmm. I think so often we think that the the Lord is just going to do it all. And he's like, oh, I've done it all, but I'm not going to walk over your will. So really acknowledge that to say, um, I may need somebody else's uh, objective point of view. Yeah. Um, Also looking at how did mom and dad, if I don't have a mom and dad, how is that affecting me now? What are patterns in our family that I'm just so unconscious of that I just I think this is how everyone does life or this is how people live life. Mm-hmm. And I think those two parts for me have been life altering because again, it's not simply awareness to say, oh, I get this. It's now, I call it excavation. 
looking under the layers so mm-hmm. that you can start developing better um, skills. Because what I understood is that it's a skill. One thing in the book, it says that you cannot be spiritually mature. And this hit like the Christian culture for me. You cannot mm-hmm. be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. Ooh. Right. And I think that was uh, the determining factor when you asked the question. I think that's what a practical part that we all can do. Where am I emotionally immature? Mm-hmm. Not just talk about my strengths, <laughs> not yeah. talk about the things that I do right. And I think that's the other part. A lot of it means that I need healing, but I can't even receive the healing that I need if I'm so unaware. So right. the other part, and I think the last part that I would say is, to slow down. And that's what really started happening with me. It was like slowing down to feel, slowing down to feel what I didn't feel and slowing down altogether started to allow the the silence to speak so loud because busyness causes us to drown out what we're really feeling. Okay. But then how are you able to identify what you don't know? When I, when I slow down, when you slow down or when you're trying to figure out if you're having a healthy lifestyle, or if you are emotionally immature, how are you able to identify this? Is is that basically through therapy or is that a different way? That's what I was going to say. The part that I said about slowing down, that was another factor because mm-hmm. I'm slowing down, I can bring back to therapy and I can bring back to those situations. Um, um, when I say situations, those uh, conversations in therapy group or individual or mm-hmm. just talking it out in a healthier dynamic. So um, starting to ask questions, the, the only way that I know that something is going on is that I start hearing different questions or I start hearing different scenarios and I'm open to them. So I think the slowing down is really a component of what started happening as I um, start realizing like something's not right. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's, um, it's both and that's what it is. So the therapy, it may come from the slowing down or I think sometimes everyone comes to therapy differently. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I realized is that as I started allowing the questions to come, the more that I slowed down, the more I needed to be um, honest with myself and someone else to help me dig more. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Okay. Yes. Now you, you mentioned earlier about a group. I'm just going to shameless plug, let you know that (laughs) in April, I'm actually starting two groups. One is a divorce slash breakup support group. It's non-therapeutic. So it's where we're going to be able to come together. It's virtual. um, And we're going to be able to dissect, you know, how we're feeling, how these breakups and past relationships impacts us. And then from there, learning how to have healthier relationships and healthier connections. So that's something that's actually starting in April. And then I also have a workshop, complemented and completed workshop, where we're using my book, um, complemented, completed and, and whole 
to do some work together to have healthier relationships with self and others. So both right. of those, those groups are actually starting in April. Oh, excellent. I definitely wanna get that information. Thank you. For sure, for sure. So, um, so now, what are some signs that someone's lifestyle is moving away from a healthy one? I'm going to say what I, I started realizing for myself. Um, I was just really uh, overwhelmed and frantic, just mm -hmm. going, moving, moving, moving. And I knew I needed to stop, um, but I didn't know how to stop. Right. So I think going going so fast and allowing uh, performance to push me and to drive me or to drive us, that's a sign um, because the external is really um, pushing us to, to not have, um, to not have a place where we are able to think. Right. So that makes sense. Um, so being busy, another area would be, um, I try to say this as clear as I can, having surface level relationships and not mm -hmm. being able to uh, go any deeper than, oh, how's, how's work? How's the weather? Um, did you go to, how's that game? Did you watch this show? Just really surface level conversation. And I would say it almost to what you asked before. I don't think so many times we know that we're only having surface level conversation. Uh, we think like, even with some family dynamics, we all come together, but we all watch TV together. Mm -hmm. We're not really talking. I think that's another aspect. We're on our devices. We're on our phones. We are, I know more about you on Facebook or a social uh, platform, but when we come together, there's no dialogue or little dialogue other than the surface level conversation. Um, I don't think it's healthy where I'm only able to tell you what's good. <laughs> And I cannot be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, there's that defensiveness that if I say anything that's outside of what you want to hear or that wants to be heard, I'm shut down. Mm -hmm. I'm not, this is the one part that I didn't realize, but I don't feel safe, emotionally safe. And now mm -hmm. I have that language to say that where it's just like, I just feel uptight around this person. I feel right. like I want to just leave. Yes, everything looks good. I just don't want to be here. It's almost like when I talk about now I understand again, I made this term up the emotional vomit, where mm -hmm. it's like, I just need to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. And, and now um, understanding that emotional space of feeling unsafe. Um, and I think one thing that we're starting to see, unfortunately, we see people not having, and I think that's one thing I realized, I've had conversations with my family, with my nieces, nephews, um, friends, where you have a lot of people around, but you still feel alone. Yeah. And I don't think that's a safe place or mm -hmm. healthy place because like Cheers says, everybody wants to go where somebody knows their name yes. and they're glad you came. Mm -hmm. It's not something that professionally, you know, we've been in scenarios where we know we have to be politically correct. Mm -hmm. We may not want to go to the party, but we're going because it's the company um, 
you know, the company celebration. I think in relationships, sometimes we come in relationships that way too. Right. And we're never, ever able to really just say, I don't want to be here because mm-hmm. we have to play the part. We ha- That's an unhealthy, um, that's an unhealthy trigger for me because Definitely. it's, like, yes, obligate, obligatory in this obligation. And it's like, I really don't want to be here, but there's yes. not room to grow. So I love that because it, it really fits in what I teach my clients. I teach my children that we have to take the time to listen to our body, yeah. right? Because our, our body speaks and it yeah. lets us know if we are good with something, if we're not good with something. So if we take time to pause and just listen to our body, pay attention to how we're feeling. I remember I, um, I went to an event and I was feeling extremely unhappy with the way that business was being run basically that's the the most vague way for me to be able to really explain it right but my body my back was hurting so bad yes okay I was in so much pain in my back that I would just lay down and like try and get massages or whatever like I was in pain and I've never experienced that before but after I left the event I felt fine Okay. So then I was able to put it together that, oh, my body was letting me know that this was just not a really good place for me. So we have to take the time to listen to our bodies. If, if our stomach starts to feel a little bit, a a little unqueasy, or if, if inside of us start to feel uneasy with something or, you know, just different, different things can take place, but we have to take the time to listen to our body. So I love that. Good stuff. So tell me, what are some practical steps that you have taken on your journey for yourself to design this healthy lifestyle for yourself? So I'm going to go back to the genogram because Mm -hmm. that was a very um, pivotal part for me uh, coming back to emotional, healthy spirituality. Um, That book, I literally go through that book at least once a year, okay. once a year, um, I have taken, taken courses that I went online. So the church offers through other local churches. Mm-hmm. So I've gone through a living well course that helps you again with relationships. So it's a healthy relationship skill building course. Um, it's not simply the courses that I, I think that people have to go through but it's getting the language and putting myself in a surrounding where I'm learning what healthy relationships look like. So that's what I did. There was a loving well course as well. Um, That again, was connected with the emotional, healthy spirituality. For me, that opened up a door and opened up an environment where I could start having normalized thought processes about healthy relationships yeah because until that point up until that point I think um it wasn't something I was really aware of about designing too Mm -hmm. Um, thing for me and realizing even the way that I come I I come to the the term healthy by design I actually had a a 15-minute coaching call and I did a mind map and from a little girl, and again, going back to my past and putting things on a, a large piece of paper of things that I've always wanted to do. And then when I look back and literally I had, it was in October, 2016, I had just started and finished the book 
the audiobook in September of 2016. So I had put six six areas on on the piece of paper. I stood stood back and looked at the wall and I was just like, I literally have been attempting to design my life to be mm, healthy. Mm. I still have a large sheet of paper. And when I was younger, well, when I first graduated from uh, college, high school, excuse me, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I was just like, the design piece is still there and healthy by design in six areas is what stood out. So for me, it started with the emotional piece mm-hmm. because the emotional aspect is so huge and so relevant to my life that I realized that the financial piece, the physical piece, the relational piece, the spiritual piece, and then the vocational or career mm-hmm. is all impacted by the way, again, my emotional maturity is. So I started looking at practical ways of, okay, how do I become more emotional mature? Hence, that's what helps me become more um, mature or better at relating with myself and with others. And now I actually, practically, I have the, <laughs> the formula, it's love God, mm-hmm. love myself, and then I can love others. Yes. And then in my Christian faith, it was just like you love others first and then love yourself. But the Bible doesn't even say that. It says mm-hmm. Lord, you're God with all your hearts soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. So mm-hmm. practically that's what gave me the fuel to be able to say, no, you have to pay attention to you because right. if you're not, you're just giving everyone the leftovers and that's not giving them love. It's not right. giving them kindness. So right. And if, and if you're not even able to love yourself, then how can you love your neighbor? That is the part that set free because mm-hmm. I think we learn the opposite and that's what helps dysfunctional relationships mm-hmm. because I'm trying to love you with nothing and literally right. it's nothing. I have nothing to give you. Mm-hmm. Out of, I can't give out of no, a need or a necessity. Right. I have to give out of a, an overflow. So exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. Very nice. Okay. So tell us a little more about your program, Healthy by Design, because now you broke it down for us. Right. Yeah. And I love that you were able to bring it home as far as how you came up with these, with these key areas that you're focusing on. And from what you're focusing on, it's something that everyone needs to focus on in their lives. So I'm sure folks can like tweak it to meet their own personal needs, right? But the foundation of it, the foundation of it sounds like it's something that we all can relate to and use in some capacity for our own lives. So I love that, right? So tell me more about, okay, how are you implementing this with others? Yes. So just what you said, I literally have taken this, this has been my personal journey of let's go through the, the, the work, let's go through the, the, the rigmarole, so to speak, Mm -hmm. let's do this. So now it's opening up channels for people to what you just said I am this this will be my second book it'll be a more of a workbook style Mm -hmm. people to your point instead of living by default they can live healthy by design so I've literally uh with my my friends family for those who have you know colleagues yes I have done it with colleagues as well for um the sharing giving them 
the areas and letting them really look at it for themselves because the goal will be to customize. Um, I honestly, in my transparent share, I looked at my things today and I've been going through um, still those six areas. That's been my area as a focus. Mm -hmm. 2016, these are the six areas. And now I'm looking at it so people can come in to say, okay, that's a lot of areas that that's overwhelming. But now for me, I'm looking at 2022, I'm focusing on my financial area. Right. So like being aware so people can actually introduce them to the areas so that they can be aware and then they can take it and again to formulate it to what they need. And then the whole goal, honestly, the end game will be that I have other practitioners, other healthy life designers, mm-hmm. uh, people like yourself that are trained in areas. I am not an emotional um, or a mental health coach. I'm mm-hmm. not going to try to, you know, do all of those six areas. The end game would be to connect people to resources. Right. I am a high eye or a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. So I am a people oriented person, but one thing I've realized and what I've often done, the whole goal would be for healthy by design to say, okay, what do you need? I'm not going to pretend like I'm not all you need. Mm-hmm. So let's connect to you, connect you to who you need or what you need. So that's mm-hmm. the framework. So um, individually, that would be one thing, but I'm looking more for a group component. And then if people need individual attention or I said attention, individual designing, we can mm-hmm. do that too. Very good. I love it. Very, really nice. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So something I love to ask everyone that, that, that comes in with me, what is one thing that you have learned on your journey? Shantae, I believe the one thing that I have learned that has really helped me is to take the judgment out of developing and healing. Mm-hmm. So often I have thought I should, or I mm. let I should, or mm-hmm. it should, or that pressure of what it should be, mm-hmm. all the shoulds out, and giving myself room to grow. Yes, yes. I don't think that it's a matter of me minimizing um, adjustments that need to be made, but now it's there is a verse in the Bible that I I had never seen, and it's helped me. It said David was talking, and he says, "Your gentleness has made me great." Mm-hmm. And he was talking about God. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what shifted the the entire process. It's like it's not a performance driven mm-hmm. process. It's not. It has to be done this way. It's a love relationship. And I think when you're talking about relationships, that's what changed for me because I really didn't have a proper perspective of what a healthy relationship was. Mm -hmm. So taking the judgment out and taking the obligation or how it has to be out of the equation and really falling in love with God myself so I can connect with others, that changed the game. Good stuff. I love it. Taking judgment out. How powerful when we remove judgment, then we're able to be our authentic selves a bit more, right? Because we're not focused on those shouldas and those 
So we're able to really allow ourselves to be vulnerable and be authentic um, and embracing self. So that's, that's really good. That's really good. I love it. All right. So Miss Jasmine, how can the folks stay connected with you? Sure. Right now I am on Instagram and you can find me at healthy BD online. So that's healthy by design online. I have a YouTube channel. It's called a notch higher living. So you can check me out there and that's it right now. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll have that information in the show notes so folks can be able to stay connected with you. Um, I'm so happy that you were able to join the conversation today. I think what we discussed is going to be very helpful for the listeners because we, we all want to design a healthier life for ourselves. And when we're able to look inward, spend some time reflecting and then identifying where we might be lacking or what we need to do differently and then focusing in on that, honing in on that. I um, mean, you have a program to kind of help with that, but folk definitely going to therapy journaling, doing some self-care, right? All of these different things are going to help us to have a healthier lifestyle. I'm a big advocate of balance, right? So in our life, we need to have some level of balance. So we're not getting emotional burnout or physical burnout. Okay. So we have to make sure that we're taking time to do all of these things. And no, listen, it's a journey. Okay. So you're going to continuously grow and normalize exactly so when you commit to the growth mindset to always growing in various areas of your life it's going to help you to be a brand new version of yourself it's going to help you to be a better version of yourself and this is something that is a lifelong continuous process so give yourself grace whenever you feel like you're not where you want to be and then give yourself permission to be able to get there and take the steps to get there. Right. Um, So I love that we have this conversation. I look forward to staying connected with you. All right. Um, If anyone is looking for coaching or consultation, you can contact me um, at Shate at Brand New Me Journey. You can also go to my website, brandnewmejourney.com and stay connected with me on Instagram, Shate Thompson. Um, Until next time, be authentically you and intentionally hopeful. Take care.